hope you're, we pray in Jesus' name, you're blessed by what you feel in this place today. And it's good to see everybody in the house of the Lord today. And uh, turn to somebody and say, happy anniversary. We just passed our six-month anniversary here at Antioch West. And uh, I don't know, it's it, 25 is what? 25 is silver and 50 is gold. Maybe uh, six months like a toothpick or something. I don't know, but it feels good. It feels good. We've, God is doing awesome things and uh, we are moving forward in Jesus' name. If you're physically able to stand, would you stand today? This is a tremendous blessing and honor today. We did not know if it was going to work out. Uh, he was in San Francisco yesterday and uh, flew across, across the country during the night, got here early this morning. But we're so thankful today. This is the first time here. He's been to Antioch many times, but it's an honor to have with us uh, a, a friend of Antioch, but also I, I consider him to be uh, a good friend to me and my family. And is so honored today to have with us Brother Greg Godwin. Would you clap your hands to the Lord as he comes? Praise God. Well, amen. Turn around and high five three people and tell them you look better than I do. Hallelujah. Could you all hear me? Amen. Test one, two, three out in the house. High five somebody and tell them you look better than I do. Amen, amen, amen. Now look at them and ask them what you laughing at. Well, amen. A little early for some of y'all. And I've been up longer than all y'all, so y'all need to smile. Amen. Thank God for a safe trip. It bumped and bounced and got 1.5 million miles. I think he came on more last night and told us to make sure we were buckled up than I've had in a long time. But it was 30,000 feet in the air. Even the atheist gets religious on the bumps. Hallelujah. I have sat by him. They found out I was a preacher. Well, I'm, I'm an atheist. I'm well, good. That's good. And I'm thinking, come on, Lord, give us some turbulence. We're going to have church at 30,000 feet. I've had, who oh, in the name of Jesus? Or, oh, God. And I said, wait, wait. Now, I thought you didn't believe in God. Don't start with me, preacher. Hallelujah. A little trouble to make you confess. Amen. It's great to be here. Give honor to all of you. And uh, what a great thing God is doing. And you know, he's used bushes, donkeys, and chickens, so he might as well use us. Ain't that right? Amen. That was too quick for some folks. Amen. He talked to Moses through the bush. He spoke to Peter through the chicken, crowed three times. See, some all these religious folks are like, oh, Lord, I forgot about that one. Amen. A donkey couldn't get a preacher to listen, so God made the donkey just run into the wall. Smash his foot against the wall and then he spoke through the donkey. So, you know, when he uses us, we need to think, well, just thank you, Lord. God's going to get his message out. Amen. Well, Luke chapter 4 and verse 31. What a great worship service. Thanks to everybody that works to set this all up every day. To our guests, amen, that doesn't stay like this. When church is over, there'll be folks here cleaning this all up, putting it up, getting ready for school tomorrow. They'll be back, what is it, Wednesday or Thursday night for church. And Arnold Thursday night and then back here Sunday open, setting back up. And uh, we thank God for all the hard workers. Amen. The laborers. Luke chapter 4 and 31. And uh, when Jesus came down to Capernaum, a city of Galilee, and taught them on the Sabbath days, and they were astonished at his doctrine, for his word was with power. And in the synagogue, everybody say, in the church. There was a man which had a spirit of an unclean devil. And he cried out with a loud voice saying, Let us alone. What have we to do with thee, thou Jesus of Nazareth? Art thou come to destroy us? I know thee who thou art, the Holy One of God. And I want to preach for the next few minutes on this subject, Things the Devil Knows. Amen. The devil knows what's going on. Amen. Look at somebody say, the devil knows some stuff. Amen. Now, now an amen every now and then is going to help me preach short. Amen. Lack of amens. I can preach real long time. 
And I got my iPad with me, and I think I got about 47 sermons on here, so I can just keep clicking them till we, until I get some of y'all to do something so I can act like the monitor. Amen. Come on now. Amen. Amen. Lord, we thank you for the great church, the people of God, and we thank you for your word and the time and day in which we are living. For we know that you're soon coming, your rapture of this great church. Millions of people around the world that have made their calling and election sure uh, is about to be rewarded with your soon coming to take us to that holy city uh, where, amen, an innumerable host of saints that have chosen to follow you and have been born again will be. We know what's going on now will not continue because... You're coming to take out of this world a people for your name's sake. And we want to be a part of that number. And everybody said, Amen. The Lord bless you. You may be seated. A little gain if I can. It'll just help me with a little feeling here. Um, we'll pay a little bit of attention uh, to, to our, our enemy. And it's in no way meant to give him any kind of glory. And I think by the time we're done, you'll know we're not trying to make old slew foot look good. And that's an old church word we use for the devil. We call him Slewfoot because he's slewy and uh, slick. Oh, Lord, he's slick. Amen. But, you know, uh, his destruction is coming. And uh, the Bible tells us that when he is bound by one angel, the rulers of the world, the kings of the nations, will look and see his angel. One angel will bind him with chain and throw him into the lake of fire. And the kings of the world will say, Is that the man? that deceived the nations. They will be stunned. So he's slew, he's slick, he's, he's uh, full of trickery and deception. Uh, but we want to find out where all this came from. Is this just some kind of, of uh, mindset that we've come up with religious people that, that is not really true? Or is there scripture for it? And uh, is there theological background and and uh, reconnaissance that would blow the devil's cover. Look at somebody and say, blow in the devil's cover. We got to blow the devil's cover. Who is he? Ezekiel 28 uh, gives us the beginning of who he was. We believe that God created all things and everybody. He created the lights and the heavens and the earth and everything that is in the earth. We understand by faith that the worlds, the cosmos is framed or held together by the word of God. Now I was flying last night and, and the plane was packed and thankfully I've flown enough. I got upgraded so I drank my bottle of water with my pinky out and act like I was a high roller. But uh, amen, as the flight got done, they went around and they're, they're separating the trash and they announced that they're eco-friendly and, and uh, you know they had bags with all plastic bottles and then trash. And, and that's fine and we need to do that and it's exactly what we need to do. But it's good to know that this whole cosmos, this whole galaxy and this world system is held together by God's word. It's held together by God's word. He created everything. But as to the devil, where did he come from? Ezekiel 28 gives us our first recognition of him. And in his creation, he was a created being. Now that's important because God is eternal which means has no beginning and no ending. He did. There was never a moment when God was not. He has always been. But Lucifer was created. That means to come into existence. He was perfect in that creation. He was an anointed cherub. And there's where we need to understand. God did not make the devil as we know him. Wicked and vile and uh, full of uh, spiritual poison and hatred for everything that is right and righteous and godly. That's what's going on in the world. There's just a hatred for what is right. There's a hatred for God's word. There's a hatred uh, that is going on, uh, and it comes from Lucifer. But in the beginning, Lucifer was not that vile, wicked, nasty, poisonous creature. He was an anointed cherub. Now in scripture there are three cherubs. There's Gabriel, the cherub of announcement. He announced the first coming of the Lord whenever uh, in Bethlehem. And then he will announce the second coming of the Lord at the rapture. He will be the one that will blow the trumpet and announce the second coming of the Lord. And John said he will say, uh, the time is at hand. 
And the rapture will take place. It will be Gabriel that will do that. But then there is another cherub, which is uh, Michael, who is the cherub of war. And we can read through Scripture and find out where in the spirit, which is the real world, it is the real thing that's going on, uh, that, that when things got hot and got intense, Michael would come and would war for the things of God. He's a warring angel. But then there's a third cherub, which was Lucifer. Uh, who was the covering cherub. And we begin to understand that that covering was he covered God. What did he cover God with? He covered God with praise and worship. That's why you're in a church that worships and praises God because we understand with biblical uh, revelation and understanding that God who is omnipotent, all-powerful, omniscient, all-knowing, and omnipresent everywhere, when we praise him, he doesn't just feel good. But he shows up. Come on, somebody. I, I know y'all will say amen tonight, but y'all need to say one now. Amen. What, what does inhabit mean? Take my, take my water away from me. Inhabit means God who is king of kings and Lord of lords. When you praise him, he will set up his throne. He puts his throne inside of praise. So it don't matter how bad a day you've had and how bad a weekend if you had this elbow somebody say, welcome to planet earth. Just look at somebody and say, welcome to planet earth. Uh, trouble comes. Rain falls on the just and the unjust. You don't get saved and get out of trouble because the difference is now you're saved and in trouble, and you, but the good news is God's got you now. Amen. I'd rather have trouble and have God than have trouble and not have God. So we understand that when trouble comes, God's a deliverer. He can take me out. Amen. But sometimes until he takes me out, he just holds me up. Come on, he, that's why some of you are still here is because he's sustaining you. Come on, somebody say he's holding me up. Amen, that's what drives the devil crazy when you're going through all kind of trouble and you still keep on living for God and you still keep on praising God. Why, how can they do that? Amen, he hasn't delivered me yet, but he is holding me up. Amen. And so we understand then the power of our praises while I'm going through trouble, while I'm going through pain. In this life you shall have tribulation. The word in the Greek tribulation is burdens, afflictions, and trouble. You're going to have it. If you're on the top side of the dirt, you're going to have trouble. Burdens, afflictions, and trouble. And I got good news for you. Revelation 7 says, when John saw by, by vision heaven and the elders asked him, who are these? He said, these are they who came out of great tribulation which is birds afflictions and trouble which tells me that everybody going to heaven has got is only going to get there having come through trouble see not again I ain't even getting no Pentecostal to say amen now y'all some of y'all are like oh in the name of Jesus Lord help us y'all going to get me on another sermon because you didn't say amen so you have to understand now how do you get to heaven first thing John saw was they were in white robes which is uh, symbolic of the righteousness of the Lord and the only way you get God's righteousness is you must be born again our first birth born from our mothers begotten of our fathers has us born in sin and shape and iniquity the Bible tells us but now Jesus comes into the world and says you must be born again uh, now you must have a spiritual new birth. So you repent and you are water baptized in the name of Jesus for the remission of sins that I was born in. We were sinners without having ever done anything wrong. I said we were sinners without having done anything wrong. Amen. Our Adamic nature makes us sinners. And Paul said it this way. We are sinners after the similitude of Adam's transgressions. Amen. Adam... Eve ate it first, but Adam got Eve ate the fruit first, but Adam got the blame for it because he wasn't head of his house and didn't handle his business and teach her, you know, not to do all that. And then he gave in. You know how it is, fellas. Now all you men act tough like you ain't never gave in. Uh, Brother Ewing, when he he done gone on to be with the Lord, but he used to say, "Bubba," he said, "I'm the head of this house, but Joan is the neck what turns me." Hallelujah. <laughs> What? Okay, I have to break it down. We got we got some Yankees don't understand Southerns. So I'm gonna have to help. The man is the head of the house, but he said his wife is the neck, the neck that turns the head. Amen. Oh, there she got. Give me a high five right there. It just took a little bit. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We want everybody to get it. 
And uh, I mean, this, but because he was the head of the house, the Bible says he and Adam all died. Eve ate it first, Adam ate it second, but Adam got to blame. And the reason because he didn't handle his business. Now we are all begotten of our fathers, which being begotten of our fathers means we've got the blood of our daddy in us. We don't know any of us have the blood of our mama in us. You ain't got one drop of your mama. None. She went, oh, that's right. No, you don't, We don't get the blood from our mamas. We get our blood from our daddies. Amen. Medical journals tell you that in the placenta, uh, in the womb, even in the placenta, that there's no, at no moment does the paternal and maternal blood mix at any time. That's why, amen, if a lady's been uh, having multiple relationships and all of a sudden ends up pregnant, they can take the blood from the baby and take the blood from the two, three, four, five, ten, or they, they say now it's an average of 11 partners. And you wonder why our world's freaked out. <laughs> And so they take the blood of all 11 and go, not you, not you, not you, not you. You, the devil is like, no, the blood told me. Because the blood in the baby is your blood. And that's how you the one. Well, I didn't do it. Well, you lie. <laughs> and we would say, liar, liar, pants and dress on fire. But you the one. Now, you guilty, doc. Now, the first nine, that wasn't it, but that's you. And so this is how sin, we are all sinners after the similitude of Adam's transgression because we are begotten of our fathers, therefore the blood of our daddies handed to us, which was the blood of his daddy, which was the blood of his daddy, and all the way to Adam. And because of we are all, this is, can I just say this? This is why racism is wrong, is because we are all Adamic. Now I'm just going to say it. I'm a black man trapped in a white body. Amen. Now y'all singing these little songs, it was good, but I need some groove up in mine, you know. Hey, man, I want, some, I want some thunder up in mine now. We got to come on. Amen. But this is why racism is wrong is because we are all Adamic. Racism says you're not human or you're not valuable because you're, and I don't know how many nationalities you've got here. I'm American Indian. And I got news for y'all. We was here before all y'all. <laughs> y'all want to start something? I was here first, baby. But you know, it's a little, I thought, oh, we, we don't get no credit no more. Amen. Oh, we got to show for us the trail of tears, but we was here first. But that's, that's not the point. The point is then we get race and we go, we go against each other because there, in racism there is this desire to dehumanize. The Bible makes it clear that we are all after the similitude of Adam's transgression. When God, listen, Calvary, when God came to this earth, he didn't just come for the Jews. The Jews were the most racist people on the planet. They thought everything was by the Jew, to the Jew, for the Jew, and with the Jew. That's why when Jesus came to the Jew, they, they killed him. He came into his own, but his own received him not. But to as many as received him, to them gave he power to become. When God came to this earth, he didn't come for the Indian. He didn't come just for the Asian. He didn't come for the Russian or the Indian or the African American or the Hispanic. He didn't just come for one. He came for all men. Why? Because he's not willing for any to perish. Can I just tell you, that's why in here we don't lift up anybody above anybody except Jesus Christ. We are, you my brother and my sister, I don't care what color you are. Hallelujah. And we got to get that. Amen, now that, that becomes, amen, number one, we're all brothers and sisters because we're of Adamic nature. But then number two, and most importantly, when you become born again, now you've become, can I keep preaching? John said, John said to his men who received him, them gave he power to become the sons of God. Sons of God in the Greek is monogenes theos. Monogenes theos. Monos, one. Genes is genetics or generation. Theos is God. So it is one genetics God. Or the literal is the only genetic structure of its kind. When you are born again, you're, listen, your first birth got us into sin. Adamic. But Jesus Christ is the second man, Adam. The Lord from heaven. The first Adam was of the earth, earthy. But the second man, Adam, is the Lord from heaven. 
And when you are born again or baptized into Christ, the blood of Jesus is now attached to you and you become a part of a new genetic structure. Old things are passed away and behold, which means pay attention. All things become new. Now what's crazy is for me to take my first birth that got me in this mess and live according to it above my second birth. Now what? Now here's the right way to say it. First birth got me into sin. Second birth gets me out of sin. See, this isn't just about being Pentecostal or some little religion where you clappy, clappy and check in three times a week and get a star for faithful attendance. You have become a new creature in Christ. Now the word creature in the Greek is creation. Now the mistake we make is for me to try to exalt my first birth over my second birth. You understand what I'm saying? That is the work of the devil is to neutralize and minimize our new birth. Why? Because our second birth or new birth makes us Above him. The Bible says that Jesus put all things under his feet. Every principality, power, wickedness, ruler and darkness of the world has been put under the feet of Christ who we have been baptized into. I'm on top. When you're born again, you're on top of every spirit of the devil, every spirit of wickedness. And so what the devil wants to do, come here one of the preachers, what the devil wants to do Stand right there. Okay, here's Adam. And when he's born again at the beginning of the garden, give me a hand, he's born from spiritual life because Adam and Eve were made perfect in the image of God. Male and female created he them. The male and the female reveal the image or exact likeness of God. There's something special about your femininity, ma'am, and something beautiful about your masculinity, sir, that reveals something about God. But when they disobeyed God, they were born again from spiritual life to spiritual death. But now when God comes in Christ, he comes in the mess. He came into the world, came in the likeness of sinful flesh. Did no sin and knew no sin, but at Calvary he became sin. In his body was the sins of the whole world. And he died for all of us who have been born spiritually dead to God. But when you are born again, you are baptized into Christ. Come on. Step up. Go go up the steps. Amen. I didn't tell you I was going to do drama, but we are. And now when you are born again, you are brought from death back to life. Amen. The first time you were born, it was born from, man was born from life to death. But when you are born again, you're born from death to life. The first birth got you down here. Watch me. In Ephesians 2 it says, we, when we were in the world, we walked according to the course of this world. My brother in the black suit come back down into death. This is where the devil is because now my point in my text is, is Lucifer will not stay in his place which was the covering angel. He has created a perfect cherubim. The, he's the only angel that the Bible says was perfect in creation. He is the only angel that it is said was anointed. He is the only angel that is said had a throne. That's why when John sees the rapture, in the rapture he sees one throne. That's because at one time there was two. God had one and Lucifer had one. The throne meant authority and power. But when Lucifer saw what his power and his authority did, which was to cause the rest of the angels to worship God, he said... I will exalt myself. And God said, not today you won't. I created you to worship me and your worship will cover me with praise because as I was preaching, God said, I want you to understand, I will set up my throne in your praise. That means I'm going to set up my government, my authority, my power. So it don't matter if you're hooked on cigarettes. It don't matter if you're hooked on methamphetamines. It don't matter if you're hooked on pornography. It don't matter if you're hooked on rage and anger. If you can get in a place where people will worship God, God will bring his authority or the word is literally jurisdiction and set it up right in your praise. 
Why is that valuable? Because if you can get God's throne in your praise, he being a lawgiver can suspend the law of hate, suspend the law of murder, suspend the law of addictions, suspend the law of sickness, and can enact a law of liberty. Am I making sense? So it's more than just three songs and testimonies and a little sermon for Christians and we get home at a decent hour. Our praise understands and we understand that when I, the only hope this place has, the reason God set y'all up is because the only hope this whole place has is that you will, number one, praise him. Because if you praise him, he sets up house. Now when you come in here, what used to be a cafeteria, when y'all come in and start praising him, now it becomes the kingdom of God. And where the kingdom of God is, this is why people cannot come in here and feel in here what they feel out there. Hate and division and discord and, and selfishness. and it, you, you, Out there they drink and haterade. I didn't say Gatorade, I said haterade. You know what I'm talking about. They talk, they talk, folks that talk about you. But you got to be careful because sometimes that spirit gets into church and you come into church and they look saved, but they talk like they lost. You can't do that. Why? Because this is the kingdom of God. And in here we love one another. Well, I got three amens and a couple of nervous head nods. Come on, somebody say amen. amen. And so God sets up a throne in our praise. But now what Lucifer did was he said, I'm going to exalt myself above the throne of God. And God said, no, you're not going to do that. And so John says, Lucifer was cast out of heaven, Revelation 12, into the earth with great wrath. The word wrath is violent passion and vehement anger. And he declares, woe to the inhabitants of the earth, for Satan hath come down. Now, there wasn't a Satan until Lucifer disobeyed. Then he became Satan. when he went against his reason for being created, when he tried to become something he was never created to be, when he tried to exalt himself above God, he said, I want to be like God. Devil is a lie. And like lightning, 186,000 miles per second, Lucifer, pow! and was thrown into the earth. And when he was thrown into the earth, Ephesians 2 said, he became the God of this world. Now, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help somebody here. Uh, and amen will make me think you got it, and I can not, not go so deep. But Ephesians 2 says he's God of the world. And if we study it out, we'll find out that the spirits that fell out of heaven, him and one-third of an enumerable host of angels, inhabit the lower regions of the atmosphere, which is the lower... Uh, and if I was had, knew I was going to preach about that, I'd remember to check my notes to see how high up that goes. But this lower region of the atmosphere is inhabited by fallen spirits. Ephesians 6 says, it's principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, and spiritual wickedness in high places. That's what's in the world. That's why when you're born again, you are in the world, but you're not of it. Why? Because you've been born again. I'm not of it. I was of it, but now I'm not of it. Look at somebody say, I'm a new creature. Yeah, man, I am the, I'm the new creature now. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Amen. I, I'm not what I was. I am what I am. Come on, somebody. If, if, you know, if I had an organ, it could, it could wong, wong. I tell you, I'd let him out, boy. I'd get to hooping in here. Hey. I know y'all are there. Just hang in there. I ain't forgot you. So now here we are born. And when we are born now, because Adam and Eve, when God put Adam and Eve in the garden, he gave them dominion. Genesis says he had, they had dominion in this realm. But whenever Lucifer came and he said, yeah, you have God's name. You're not who you said you are. You're not, you know, did God say you're like him? He made them in his image, which is exact profile or stamp. And he made them male-female. So that gives us biblical understanding that the male man has some ability to give us revelation of what God is. God is strong. 
He is masculine. He is powerful. He is he is got a backbone like a saw log. That's what we say down south. He is the boom shakalaka, but there's something else about God that is feminine. There's something about God that is tender and kind. It's merciful. And so he said, when you see a lady and her femininity, it doesn't make her weak. It reveals the tenderness and compassion and the grace and mercy of God. But when you see the man, you see the strength and the biceps and the fortitude of a man. Neither one are over the other. It doesn't make a woman less than a man. She is. He saw God saw man, Adam alone. He said, "Adam, that ain't good for you to be alone." What? Well, I'm gonna have to. Well, I, anyway, he knocked Adam out. And he went to sleep. God reached in, snapped off a rib, worked on it, woke him up with a little mouth-to-mouth resuscitation. He said, now, Adam, look, I'm going to show you something. Close your eyes just a minute. He said, I'm going to count to three. When I say three, open your eyes. Said, one, two, three. He opened his eyes. He said, look. He said, ooh, Lord, have mercy. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Thank you. And he made a woman who is, who is of Adam. There's a, now we're living in a world that's got this male-female hate thing going. The reason is because when Adam and Eve gave in to the temptation of Lucifer to question what God said they were, because Lucifer said, you ain't what God said, but you eat the fruit of that tree, that's when you're going to be like God. The first and most powerful attack that the enemy will make against you is he will question your identity in God. And when they believed Satan, they gave over dominion to this earth or lower atmosphere. Somebody say, I'm an old man, I do what I want to. There ain't no such thing. I got two nervous head nods on that. You might can bench press 1,500 pounds, but you can't do your own thing. Ephesians 2 said, before we came to God, we walked according to the course of of this world. You weren't doing what you wanted to do. We were like little dogs on a chain. He'd drag you for marijuana. And then you can't get high on that. And that first few highs. You know they tell you in your normal. And normal emotional state. But then you take that little shot of marijuana. And it stretches you out beyond normal. And you're out there for a little while. And you come back. But when you come down, you never come down to the same level you were. You always go back to less than you were. So now to get the same high, you got to do more. But the thing is, you never get any higher than you were. You're just always getting lower than you were. And eventually the marijuana ain't going to do it. So now you got to up the ante. And I don't know, I, you know, I don't know where we go for marijuana, but anyway. I got one buzz off of it, and that was because the guys in the Volkswagen was, and I got a, what do we call it, contact. (laughs) I look religious, but I know what's up now. I can say I ain't never smoked, but I did have a contact. And the contact was when someone else went, and they blew it. See, now, see, look at that. See, now I'm right where you are now, see. Everybody's had a contact. Raise your hand. Come on. A bunch of liars right here in the house that God lie. Lie. Come here, sing that slow song. Let's make everybody cry again. We need some. Y'all lying. I mean, I drive my Volkswagen Beetle and had four fellas in there, about six foot five apiece. We was playing basketball. I used to could jump 31 inches. Oh, yes. I got pictures to prove it. Now I jump three and a half. Because <laughs> it hurts, Doc. I'm going to tell you now. Uh, but but you know but after the con- that, even the contact don't work so now you got to get your own reefer then your own reefer don't work and then you keep you know they keep selling better grade and better grade till finally you got to go to whatever I mean you go to meth and then you go to crack or heroin and and then you go to prescription meds and and why and you never get any higher you just keep getting lower you are walking according to the course of this world. Am I helping anybody? It's because sin. We were walking according to the course of this world 
in this lower realm of spiritual wickedness. But when you are born again, he takes you out of this lower realm by new birth. And he puts, watch me, come, come right here, Bubba. He, 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 stand up, stand up right here. He puts everything under your feet. When you get born again, now you're on top of all this mess. He makes you the head and not the, come on, look at somebody say, I ain't the tail of this no more. I'm on top of this. I don't have to get high no more. I can just praise Jesus. I don't have to get drunk no more. I just get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Why? Because I'm not in what I was born in. I'm in what I've been born again into. So as I'm trying to, you know, if I'd had an amen 10 minutes ago, we'd have never went down this road. But now I'm getting you. See how much better it feels? I'm getting some claps and some amen. Now the problem is, is we, we in life we have tough times as the song helped us understand. Here we are living, living for God. But, but the Bible said of, of Lucifer that he would, he would bite the heel. Why? Because that's what's on top of him. So he keeps nipping at us. So we're in the world. Even though I'm born again, I'm in the world, but I'm not of it. Of is, is a preposition phrase means I'm not the product of. I'm the product of another world. Now, don't make me get grammatical on you. <laughs> but because I'm still, my body keeps me in this atmosphere, Lucifer attacks my body with pain and problems and trouble. Now, our challenge is, is to not let our flesh rule us. And the, and the, and the, and the problem with that is, is my flesh is ruled by my five senses. We have sensual perception which helps us live in the flesh realm successfully. You know, I ironed my shirt this morning. Had to do it twice. That's why I was a little bit late. I had one packed in and I got some googly gop all over the front and I can't come looking funky. So I had to get another shirt. That's right. That's the way that is. Amen. And, uh, uh, you know, you know, it, it just, you, you're a new creature now. And so I got all this trouble going on. And so now I, I have a choice. When I was ironing my, my shirt, uh, that hot iron was there. I didn't want to touch that hot iron because my central perception would say pain. And you go, ah! That, that, but you can't, the, the central perception, you can't live for God by central perception. You have been given a measure of faith to believe your faith is greater than your senses. So that's why you can sing what you sing and that's what drives the devil crazy is you're going through all kind of trouble, maybe have financial difficulty, battling things, don't understand what's going on in the world and you're down and discouraged but your faith says, wait a second, no matter how I feel, I'm still on top of it all. Amen. I will not let my senses rule who I am. I am a new creature. I am a child of the king. I am a son or a daughter of God and I will not be ruled by this lower region. High five three people and say 10 minutes he's going to be done. Can y'all hear me out here because ain't nobody doing nothing I say. Would you high five somebody? That's what a high, do y'all not Yankees not know what high five is? Come on, boo. On the side, on the other side, down low, you're too slow. Hallelujah. You can be seated. Amen. Good Lord, have mercy. I, th I thought y'all had called the war around here. I can't even get a Baptist amen out of nobody. Jesus, help us. So the Bible says Lucifer fell. Now, who is he? Watch it. What, what does he know? The Bible tells us he was cast out of heaven. He was cast into the earth with great passion, vehement and anger and violent passion. The scriptures reveal him as Abaddon, a destroying angel. Apollyon, the destroyer. Beelzebub, the lord of the flies. Belial, worthless. Satan, the accuser. Serpent, artfully malicious, sly and cunning one. Matthew 12, 24 says he's the prince of all devils. Ephesians 2, he's the prince and power of the air. John 14, 30, he's the prince of this world. 1 John 3 and 8, he was a liar from the beginning. As the prince of the world, he perverts scripture. He opposes the work of God. He hinders the gospel. He works all lying wonders. He appears as an angel of light and he is the father of lies. 
His character now is revealed as being proud and powerful, wicked, malignant, presumptuous, subtle, deceitful, fierce, and cruel. He is compared to a fowler, a sower of tares, which is fake wheat. He is a wolf. He is a roaring lion. He is a serpent. He was an anointed cherub. But in his disobedience, he became a slithering snake, a roaring lion, the God of this world, meaning lower atmosphere. But what does he know? In my text, Jesus comes out of water baptism into the wilderness for 40 days where he's tempted of the devil, overcomes him, comes out in the power of the Holy Ghost, walks right into a church service, and there was a man in their, in their Jewish synagogue that was possessed of the devil. And when Jesus walked into that church full of the Holy Ghost, it stirred up that spirit in that man in that synagogue, and that spirit cried out, said, Leave us alone! I know thee who thou art. He said, you are the Holy One of God. Listen to Brother Godwin. The devil and all of his fallen angels with him believe in one God and tremble. They don't believe Baal's God. They don't believe Muhammad's God. They don't believe Confucius's God. They don't believe the devils said it. We know who you are. You are the Holy One of God. James 2.19, they believe in one God and tremble. Luke 4.34, they said of Jesus of Nazareth, you are the Holy One of Israel. They knew, Lucifer knew who Jesus was. And I can spend time on all that. James 4 and 7, he knows that if you submit yourselves therefore to God, you can then resist the devil and he will flee. I want to tell somebody, biblical truth, the way to get away from the devil running your business and messing up your stuff is submit to God. James said, submit yourself therefore to God, period. And if you'll do that, your submission or giving in to the things of God will give you power to now resist the devil and he will flee from you. Why is that? Because when you get the Holy Ghost, greater is he that's in you than he that's in the world. And it is my submission to doing it God's way that empowers me to now be able to resist the devil. And he has to flee. We talked this morning. Your deliverance comes from submission to God. And when you submit to God, the Holy Ghost power that you have in you will cause the devil to flee. Habits. Well, I need, I need she was delivered for a while and she's she back. And, and struggling, she came right to me. She said, I need help. This, and I'm telling you this how. Now, I know if we had Superstar and rent a car, and I palm my hand, you know, and, you know, I could get it out. But no, I'm going to tell you, you don't, and, and we can pray for you, but what we need is for you to say, God, because you know what? You're a, listen to me, you are a free will agent. Not only does your masculinity man or femininity woman reveal that you're made in the image of God, but you are also in the image of God greater than animals or any other creature. I don't care what people tell you. You, you ooze out of the slime and used to be a tadpole and a frog. The devil is an ignorant lie. And I should have got a man from, amen from everybody. See, if you believe you evolved out of the slime, then you can believe you just are what you are and life isn't worth anything. But if you believe you were made in the image of God and after his likeness, your ancestor didn't ooze out of nothing. You didn't slither up on the bank and start hopping around and start going to ribbit and then ribbit and bounce yourself into a tree and hit it and all of a sudden you sprouted a tail and stood halfway upright and became a monkey and started going, ooh, ooh. I mean, people went to college, what? My daddy told me, we sent you to school, you ate the paper. You went to school and got stupid. Now, now I don't mean stupid, stupid, but I mean, the only way you can believe you're an accident is you have to take God out of all of it. 
when you put God back in this, you ain't no accident. You are here. You are the head and not the tail. You are above and not beneath. No drug, no cigarette, no spirit, no spirit of violence can control you. Why? Because you are in the image of God and with your own will you can say, I will not participate. How do we stop all this? You with your brain, you make a decision that says, I will not keep up on this pornography. I will not continue with this abuse. I will not continue with this emotional abuse of my wife or my daughters or physical or moral. We got people, it's ridiculous. Uncles raping nephews. What? Uncles raping little nieces. Are you, have you lost your ever-loving mind? In South, you know, we say some stuff down South. You, know. you done, in New Orleans, they say, you cray-cray in the cool job. That's crazy in the head. You'd think family members would be something you could trust. This world is freaked completely out. You know why? Because it's choosing to walk in wickedness and iniquity. Iniquity is self-will. Lucifer was perfect until iniquity was found in him, until he decided to do what he wanted to do. Sorry, Doc, you can't do what you want to do. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Take a third angels with me. Well, you ain't going to do it up here. Pow! They were cast into the earth like lightning. Do you understand that when Lucifer rebelled against God, Paul said this. He said to the, as of the angels, At what time said I of thee at any time? Thou art my son. Sit thou on my right hand. Which is symbolic of power. Come back and sit. God has never given a moment's thought to redeeming and restoring fallen angels. But let one man and one woman take a bite of a piece of fruit. And God literally became like us to bring us back to what we fell out of. Now there's revelation happening right now. You are not an accident. You are, we are not the result of two atoms colliding. God, where did the atoms come from? If there were two atoms, where did they come from? See, I got the college professors nervous now. God said, let there be. Now, you can believe that you're the accident and you come out of the slime and you just oozed up on here and do all that if you want to. But I believe there's a God that made me like him. And my great, 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 why? To redeem us. The word redeem means he came into the market. The slave market. The auction market. And he not only bought us in the market, but he bought us out of the market. And the third word for redeem is never to be returned to further sale. He paid such a high price, his blood, at Calvary. This is the blood of Almighty God running out of sweat glands, out of a pierced brow, out of a plucked beard, out of a whipped back. I mean, Calvary was so powerful that when Mayo made the movie, Hollywood kicked him out. Now he makes a war movie that's just as bloody and they bring him back in. And the greatest movie ever made about Calvary, so so profound this is the creator in a human body now his back becomes ribbons of trembling flesh he pours out his soul unto the death why to redeem man he doesn't want you in the devil's business he don't want you in the devil's chaos he doesn't want you in the confusion he wants to buy you out of that mess let's see we're a little stunned now because now the Holy Ghost is revealed. I'm going, oh my God. 
screen Hollywood such a fake. Shows Jesus, you know, tied at the whipping post and pre- and a guard's whipping him and tearing his back up. Oh, that's wicked. And then they just show slow motion. Bullets flying in slow motion. Act like you ain't seen it. Devil is a lie. And hit somebody. Whack. Body parts and mucus and junk all over the walls. Oh, man, that's cool. Well, what about the cross? Whoa. The reason is because when the world saw it, they were made to look at it. You know why they repulsed from it? It's called conviction. It's God saying, hey, I did this for you. I died that you don't have to die. Not only does Lucifer know he's the one God, not only does he know. That we are redeemed by the blood. The Bible says we overcome him by the blood of the Lamb. You know how you overcome? I plead the blood of Jesus. I plead the blood of Jesus. You know how you get out of depression? I plead the blood of Jesus. Oh, I wish I had a preaching church. Devil knows the power, but that's why we baptize in Jesus' name in water, is because not only are we buried with Christ in baptism, but by faith the blood of Jesus is applied to us and it remits or removes our sins from us. Isaiah said, So far that God can't remember them. Now, when you say God, that means omniscient or all knowing. So when you get baptized in Jesus' name in water and the blood of Jesus is applied by faith in the name of Jesus. It not only affects you, but it affects God. God no longer remembers us as a sinner. And the devil, you hear me, the devil knows that when you get in contact with the blood of Jesus, you now have the power to overcome him. Am I preaching good? I'm done. The last thing he knows, Revelation 12 said, is that he knoweth he hath but a short time. The devil knows he has but a short time. As we were screaming and hollering and hooping and wah, wah, the devil knows his time. It's almost up. You didn't think I could do it, did you? Hallelujah. I had to let him out just for a minute. Hallelujah. Going to have to turn you loose because of the blood of Jesus. We've got to let you go. He should have kept you from the church house today. He shouldn't have let you walk into the school grounds. He shouldn't have let you walk into the former cafeteria. But look at your neighbor and say, but I made it anyhow. Woo, that's good, ain't it? Give me a high five. That's good preaching, ain't it, I made it anyhow. I was preaching West Monroe, preaching along, and eight, nine hundred people in church, and about halfway through it, and all of a sudden, a man and woman come through the back door, come in there. I was preaching, and about the time they got settled good, I gave altar call, and they jumped up and, and come to the altar. God filled them with the Holy Ghost. They baptized them in Jesus' name. They were coming down Interstate 10, 20 on vacation. And as they were heading, getting close to church, the wife looked at the husband and said, I feel like we need to go to that church right now. They got off at the exit, came around to that church, wasn't in the church 15 minutes. Devil should have never let them get to church because he knows you got a, he's got a short time. He should have killed you when you almost OD'd, but you made it to church. Come on, somebody. Come on, somebody. You should have never let you. Look at somebody say, but I got here. I come to tell somebody, I didn't know it, but right in the door, walked in the door, she told me she had need. You know what? His time's up. That spirit's got to let you go. That habit's got to let you go. That depression's got to let you go. Got to let you go, mama. It's got to turn you loose. You got to tell the devil, I'm done with this. I'm done with everything that's making me depressed. I'm done with it. I'm going to give myself to God. Am I preaching right? Am I preaching right, Bubba? God brought y'all here for a reason. 
And the devil knew if they get in that door, I'm going to lose them. And I'm never going to get them back. I've been preaching this whole time, reaching for y'all. The Holy Ghost said, angels have been camped around about you to get you to church today. You know that, don't you? Get her by the hand. Y'all married? Come on, get her by the hand. Now you Adam, you the head of the house. You gonna come with her, Eve? You gonna come with him? Come on. Amen, I'm done. The devil's time's up. Devil's time's up. Come on. Come on. Come on, you know what? If it's just for two people, come on, preachers. Come on. That's it. Lift your hands up. Lift your hands up right here. Lift your hands up right here. Lift your hands right here. I want you to pray with them. Church, come on. I want you to stand. You want deliverance? Come on. Come on. What you want? Come on. Come on. I need some. I need some. Pre- come here, preachers. What y'all doing? Come on. Get your hands up. I need some saints that know how to pray. Come on. I need some folks that say, you know what? I come in here to make a change. Come on. Come on. Glad you're here, man. Glad y'all made it. You can come join us. Glad you're here. Amen. Huh? Come on with us. Come on with us. Come on. Come on with us. Come on. Come on. Come on, folks. Everybody, make your way down here to this altar. Come on. Hands are up. Everybody, come on. Hands are up. Hands are up. Hands are up. Hands are up. Lift your hands up and tell him, I submit. I submit myself to you, Lord. I give my life to you, Jesus. I'm done with the chaos and the confusion. I need peace in my heart, peace in my mind, peace in my spirit. <laughs> come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. Thanks for amen, me, girl. Bless you, Lord. I want you to bless this woman. In the name of Jesus, you know what she needs right now. Open up the windows of heaven, God. Pour out a blessing. In the name of Jesus. Keep him out of the chaos, Lord. Come on, come on, come on. Come on. Come on. Tell the devil your time's up. You've had me long enough. I will not be depressed and discouraged. I will not be down. Come on, open your mouth. The Holy Ghost is coming. There he goes, getting the Holy Ghost. Come on. Come on, come on, praise him, praise him, praise him, praise him. Come on, praise him. God's throne showing up. Come on, praise him. Oh, Nicotine's got to let him go. Depression's got to let him go. Suicide's got to let him go. Come on, somebody. Come on, praise him, somebody. Come on. Oh, victory today is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Today is mine. Oh, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Victory is mine. Come on. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. Oh, I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Oh, joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy is mine. Joy today is mine. I told Satan, you gotta get behind. Because joy today is mine. Joy is mine. 
I know joy. I know joy today. Open up, let that tongue go. I repent. I repent. I repent. I repent. In the name of Jesus. Healing today is Healing is Healing is Healing today is I told Satan, get thee behind. Today is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, Satan, get behind. Victory today is mine. Come on, clap your hands. Oh, victory, victory. I told Satan. I told Satan, get thee behind. 